river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 38. Okay. So, when last we left you many moons ago? Yes. What was I doing? Uh, the Centaur tribe liked you now, I believe. Yep. Or at least we're close to. No, no, they like me. Um, you were looking... You, you had been offered the chance to take the, the Kankata whatever it was, the Kankarata run. Yep, which is the awesome run through the ground trying not to get killed by the massive monster thing. Mm-hmm. You had been enlightened by the centaurs about some of the mysteries of Vordekai and that yep. sort of thing. Um, that there is apparently some sort of watcher's stone. But we don't... It may be in several pieces and we don't know where the pieces are. Mm-hmm. And indeed it wouldn't tell you. Yep. But she did say that, you know... She was sort of prepared to begin tolerating me a bit. Yeah, a bit. Mm-hmm. But that's real—that's real progress because you know when I first met her, she flat out wanted me dead. And I believe the the literal ending was um, you went back, did your kingdom turn? Yeah. Um, and Aurora I, has just filled you in that the land is blighting. That's right. The um, weird evil is happening. Yeah. And. Um, that there's this sort of um, vaguely indefinable bad feeling around the lands. So with the hexes now. Yep. And, and I believe we literally closed out on a kingdom turn. Yeah, I think we just had the kingdom turn. Let me watch the calendar. Yeah, and then um, then the end was the kingdom turn, and mm-hmm. um, so. My, the next thing I wanted to do was to buy treasure. I wrote a note on my character sheet to do so. Mm-hmm. so. We have... Um, so, um, the main thing that I have in this pile of treasure yep. is a whole bunch of awesome scrolls, like yep. Cure Serious Wounds, Remove Paralysis, Break Enchantment, Resurrection. Yep. Um, I want them to go um, to various people... Yep. Largely paid for by the party, fund, yep. essentially. Yep, no problem. But what I need to do is work out their GP values so I can divide them in half and then pay for them out of the party fund for no. that, isn't it? Isn't it? Yep, yep, no problem. Alright. And then, um, 
we have a whole bunch of scrolls to farm out to people. Mm-hmm. So, given that they are essentially cleric scrolls, yep. this is going to be either Michaela or, or Corwin. Yep. But I would like them to be on people so that we actually have access to them in a pinch if need be. Yep. Um, so, um, I'm thinking probably um, two scrolls of um, cure serious for Michaela and one for Corwin on the basis that um, he's the better um, healer. Healer. Yep. So... I'll just um, divvy these up and then I can give you the final count for a character and it'll be less you can sing out if you think something's a bad idea. Um, and probably the same break for remove paralysis. Then I think um, give Michaela the break enchantment and call in the resurrection as he's much more capable of actually casting it. Uh she can't cast break enchantment either. Okay, cool. He can have both. Then. It's insufficient wisdom. Right. Yep. So she's got what? Remove paralysis. Two scrolls of remove paralysis, and two scrolls of cure series. Mister, not prepared for anything. Mm-hmm. Has one scroll of cure series. Yep. Uh, one scroll of remove paralysis. Yep. Um, one scroll of break enchantment. Yep. And one scroll of resurrection. Which is not, you know, something he's exactly going to be using on a daily basis, but it's nice to know where it is, because where it is could be really relevant. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's Corwin who dies by sinking like a rock to the bottom of the ocean. Well, then, yes, then we'll be buggered and we'll regret we kept it, um, <laughs> we hadn't kept it somewhere nice and safe, but, mm-hmm. um, Like, in a secret compartment inside your town hall, like Vaughn did. Mm-hmm. And then when everyone in town has disappeared away, it can be completely useless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, that's where we got these, isn't it? Yes, that's Barnhold's um, secret staff. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah, but we're not giving them back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, the theory was they're not exactly going to begrudge you with them. Yeah. Even if we manage to get through this without using all of them, we're still not giving giving them back. (laughs) That's our personal cut. We're not taking any of their actual treasure. Except Skybolt, but I'm going to make Skybolt up for (laughs) Barnhold. I'll buy him a nice elder, magic elderly longsword or something. Um, or magic is, given he's already got a nice one, or magic is an elderly longsword. Speaking of magic and weapons, mm-hmm. um, Kaelin would like to put his flail in for some upgrade. Yep. Um, he would like it to be magic and undead bane. Mm-hmm. So that, it's currently nothing? It's currently nothing. It's a masterwork weapon. So that's 8,000. Oh, wait, it's more, isn't it? It's a cold iron file. Magic enhancement's more expensive on it. Uh. Yeah, I think I will purchase a... I will put the cold iron flail into the backpack and purchase a regular regular masterwork flail. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am, (coughs) given my current state of finances versus how much that will cost, just going to regular magic it. Mm -hmm. Which, so that's 300 for the masterwork plus um, 1,000 for the magic, plus whatever a flail costs? Uh, as soon as it's magic, it's automatically masterwork anyway, so it's 2k plus whatever a flail costs, which is sort of yeah. fine with 2k. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between whether it's 15 or 20 gold is pretty academic. Yeah. Yeah, and now I, increasingly my alchemical weapons become my backup weapons. 
But I do officially have the flail, the cold iron flail still in my bag. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, at this point, um, I kind of surmount DR by hitting harder. Much as anything. Okay. I am still planning to, um, I still desire to undead bane my new heavy flail, but, um, I need to acquire more cash. Because mm-hmm. it's 6k for the next magic weapon upgrade, isn't it? It is. Yeah. The bane of any D&D adventurer. Mm-hmm. And that was dividing the treasure. And that is the month of Gosrod. Yep. It is turning the calendar over. To business. Uh, yes. Over here I have a page marked two with business. <coughs> Can never be counted on, but there's always a plus. Alright. And beginning with a Desmus Kingdom turn, followed by some Desmus adventure. Yep. Means. You want a Desmus Kingdom turn? You will have one. Mm-hmm. Roll for stability. Are we still doing the minor ones? Yep. Okay. Still got some in my pile. So. Uh, okay, sweet. So I pick up two new ones. A scroll of sound burst. Okay. And a potion of jump for this <laughs> level. <laughs> oh, shiny. I'll have that. Uh, Alright. And um, I also have a medium item slot. Yep. Of which we agreed we were going to use the highest value in your kingdom. Yes. Which is? Uh, 7,500. So. No, 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 no. Uh, and we'd also agreed we could just skip medium items if none of them um, met that standard. It is a scroll of shadow conjuration. Hmm. Worth a pitiful 700 gold. I see. So it's a very special medium item. Well, no, keep in mind medium items encompasses some lesser ones as well. Right, good to know. Right. Same same for major items. You you get a very wide range. So that Because even in the minor items, you've got things ranging from 1 to 800, from 50 to 800. So that potion of jumps plus ten, not plus twenty, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Um, 
And that's 50 gold? 25, 25. gold? Yep. Kale will buy it. Mm-hmm. He likes potions of jump. Does anybody want a scroll of sound burst or a um, scroll of shadow conjuration? No. Shadow conjuration is too complicated to use. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, magic items. Yep. Uh, Change leadership, claim abandoned hexes, build things. Cool. Alright. Okay, want to hear what I'm up to? Mm hmm. So, I am. Claim I am doing a thing I haven't done before. Yep. I am abandoning a hex. I am abandoning H9, which I have a mine in. Why are you abandoning it? Because it is a hex with missing pieces in it. Uh And um, I am spooked by Pytax doing the same thing. That makes sense. Uh, Yes, now I have to find abandoning hexes. That's not negative. So, when you lose control of a hex, uh, you lose any benefits of any terrain improvements in it. Yep. Uh, um, any settlements in it become free cities with no loyalty to you. Yeah. Um, I presume it doesn't leave a giant gaping hole in the middle of your kingdom. You're correct. So your it's two on kingdom the hearts are still actually connected to each other. Yeah, it's on the border. No, that's it. Whereas to it. Okay. So, um, additionally to that, I am claiming H5 and building a mine in it. I'll have to erase from my list that you have built it. Yep, you may build a mine in H5. I don't think um, Needle's Crossing was there, was about all that was there. So I don't suspect. G5. Sorry, G5. Yep, Needle's Crossing is there. Yep. <coughs> um, I presume. No. No. Alright, and um, I also want to um, claim D8. Mm hmm. Speaking of unesthetic coals in the middle of my map, and build a fishery and a farm there. By all means. That is the old Belle Dame's house. Yes, but, you know, given that she's yeah, now yeah. living in... I mean, she's welcome to go back to that house any time, but, yeah, you know, she's... She, she has no compelling objections. Yeah. Given that she has a um, nice shop in the um, centre city, I'm kind of assuming she mostly... Hangs out there. Young whippersnappers won't know how to fish there. <laughs> I'll tell them a thing or two about the local varieties. <laughs> yep. And now I have the whole of that lake claimed. Yep. Um. Alright, and then... um. 
I want to build a tradesman, and specifically a butcher in Thornwatch. Yep. And because it needs a house and they don't have one, I also want to build a house in Thornwatch. Makes sense. Do you have a tradesman already? I do have a tradesman already. Yep, so now how a butcher works. Yep. And that's it for the um, Jared interesting section. Next comes the writing stuff down on bits of paper section. Back to pilot wings it is. <laughs> okay, so what happens? So, Brute uh, won't actually come to see you, being as how she lives in your house now. Yes. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, you know, she periodically passes through my house. <laughs> Uh, she will actually spend most nights there. Cool. She periodically disappears into the woods. Yeah. But has pretty much at this point given up her own house entirely in favour of yours. Yeah, well, the, she was never that enthusiastic about her own house. Um, so... And Caelan will have endeavoured to make his house more Bryn-friendly. You will come home one afternoon, she is sitting there and looks up and sort of sniffs the air as you come in. And, ah, oh, good. Something to talk about. I love. What is it? Mm. Not Kaelin will, you know, come and brush himself off. Come over and sit down. Not here. I mm, have found something out. Something I'm worried about. Threat to kingdom, maybe. Not here. Come. Dick, 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 dick. And we'll basically take you to a horse because that will make you go faster. Yeah. And take you out into the woods. Yeah. Chase now, come here. We will need to move quietly. Quietly as you can. Mm. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. She sneaks you through the woods to what is... You've definitely spent enough time with her to know now what a wolf den looks like. Um, and she says, Look there. What do you see? And you will see, basically, there is a mother lying there with a couple of cubs around the place. It, it looks like a wolf nest, uh, a wolf um, den, rather than nothing leaps out at you, rather than it's a wolf den. Uh, wolves? <clears throat> wolves, yes. Now, I must tell you, terrible threat to kingdom. <clears throat> threat to life, sleep, other such things. See there? Points into the wolf den. We're having cubs. And he sits back on her haunches and smiles. Uh, Caleb will just kind of stand there for a moment, bearing, with a demeanour and bearing of um, nothing so much as a man who's been beamed over the head with a bloody great club. Mm-hmm. And Brid will pat her stomach, which of course still looks flat as ever. Yeah. Mm. Moonflow oh. has stopped. Cub is on the way. Oh. Nothing, no kicking yet. Nothing to feel, but... Mm. I can tell. Oh. Oh. And then Caleb will give Bryn a great big hug. The mother wolf sort of looks up across the across the clearing while it's happening and sort of 
Oh, sleepily, yeah, he rolls back over the cunt to go back to suckling. <laughs> there, we will end up like that. Tired, weak, vulnerable to enemies. But with tiny cup. Mm. So cute. <laughs> yes, it's fine. That's wonderful, but we'll have to make sure you're safe. If you try and follow stories and lock me away in a tower, I will beat you. <laughs> Aye, that'd be that'd be daft. But it's you know nasty cyclops lich thingies. Mm. More to protect. Cub is safe here for now. Mm. Ah, yes. But then there's never going to be a time when there's nothing threatening the kingdom, and it's... It's wonderful news, love. Thank you. It will be some time. I have spoken to, uh... Mm, midwife. Think she is not a cultist of Garona, but cannot be certain. I am right glad Goody's Nisk is dead. She could midwife your children. <laughs> and she would, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, she'd be really insulted if you didn't give it to her. Yeah, of course she would. But that won't be a problem. Because, and, you know, given, and not knowing what I would know, I might have let her. But the good news is she's dead and isn't getting anywhere near her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll have a talk to the midwife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you are actually introduced to another character at this point. Yeah. So probably, you know, a day later. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is a very rotund dwarven woman um, and she looks up at you and gives you a very firm, very solid handshake and she says Aye, so you're the one what's having the weird royal bonds then I'm a gosh, nice to meet you Nice to meet you Caitlin's um, voice suggests that he feels he now feels fairly confident she's not a cultist of Caitlin Yep yeah, and in fact, when you follow this through, uh, you will discover that Christopher Rossi basically um, put out some small promotion things looking for midwives a- and picked his selection rather opaquely. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's got this this dwarven woman is the head of the midwives in your kingdom. Yeah. And then you've got a half-orc one and an elven one um, both of whom seem to be reasonably elderly. Essentially, they have as little in, po- in common with Goody Niska as possible while still being women and midwives. Yeah, fantastic. Which they obviously need to be. Yeah. Now, don't you be worrying about a thing. A royal barn's born just as well as anyone else's. And this one will be... This this one, I'm guessing, will be some sort, some sort of human elf... Some sort of human half-elf or half-orc. No way no one into, at this stage until we get a little further into the piece. But don't you be worried about a thing. Any of those, you just pop them out, no problem. Having a dwarf baby, that's like having a stone. <laughs> you want you want to worry you want to worry if she was a you want to worry about if she was a dwarf. A half walk will come out good and strong, a little elf will slip out, no problem. Now the gestation might be anywhere between depending on what you're having, might be anywhere but might might be anywhere. But give a couple of take a month, couple of months either way. But I guess about a year at this stage. Is that because she's part elven? Aye. Well, the elven babes, the elven babes come through a little slower, and no matter what it is, it'll have elf blood in there somewhere. 
Aye, right. It's it's if, what if, it, it's what shows most strongly, isn't it? Aye, if, the, the, if she was a full if she was a full blooded elf, then you'd be expecting at least two years of conception. Seems bloody odd to me, but uh, it's uh... yeah. You want to try having a dwarven baby? Five years in the oven. Bloody hellfire! Really? Ah, so reason we're tough. <laughs> Uh, still, I suppose with how long you're living in that. Yes, and yes, I did actually look all this stuff up in the fine quality book of erotic fantasy. Awesome. It was actually very helpful. It's yeah. Such a crap supplement. <laughs> well, it's got useful things in it. Yes, it does. It's, along it, with the, it, it's really you have to skim past and whatever else. The, you have to skim past the porn. Yeah. And then you skim past ninety percent of the book. <laughs> Well, but yes, I have. In fact, um, I know what your children, as what your child is going to be, race-wise and things, based on the percentage charts. <laughs> <coughs> we'll need, we'll be relying on you a bit. I think me especially. I um, I've um, been looking at, been looking after young Tobias a few evenings, but uh, what I know about babies is still pretty much. Nothing. <laughs> There's no problem if they end up anything like you and the mother. As long as you don't bang them against a wall, she'll be good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try and refrain from doing that. Thank you. And she will tell give, give Bryn a bit of basic advice on what she should and shouldn't be eating, but generally is pretty happy with the fact that Bryn is incredibly fit of phenomenally hardy constitution. And incredibly... She says, oh, you'd, you'd, put to shame, you'd put to shame just about any other mother I've met. I've, I've met. Yeah. And of course is um, really, really young because, you know, she, as a half-elf yeah. she's got... Um, uh, Bryn is about as good for this as you would ever want her to be. Um, she is immune, she, she is fit, high constitution, young, immune to disease. <laughs> <coughs> so essentially, certainly at this stage, um, a gas recommends you basically do nothing. Very little different. Um, she has no concerns, although she does seem very laid back about it. She has no yeah. concerns about well, I, I approve that. flipping or jumping off things or wrestling bears or whatever else. Cool. Now you needn't worry about harming the bear. Anything that would do it sufficient damage will have her guts on the outside and she'd be dead before she hit the floor. Alright, that's good to know. Alright, and... Um... If I were you, what I'd be worried about is when the babe comes along, you may want to get yourself a few charms and things... Because I hear there's Fae in this kingdom, so you always have a problem with changelings around there. Right. Steal the babe right out of the cot, put some little elvish get in there. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, I'll ask Tristram. <laughs> Tristram's like, I, I suppose. I mean, there are some... You, you could put some cold iron... Um, ornaments around the crib should solve that problem. I, Excellent. I have to say I wouldn't be deeply concerned with the sort of fae that live in this kingdom. It's not as if Perlavish is going to want to raise your child on its own. No, no, I, I can't see Perlavish either being um, mean-spirited enough to steal him or having the slightest notion of what to do when he's got him. I understand that children get candy. <laughs> I like candy. <laughs> I will follow the children until they give me candy. Yeah. This is how it works, right? Yeah. Uh... 
Alright, and um, Kaelin will um, sneak around, obtain some supplies, mm-hmm. and take Bryn out on a three or four day um, mm-hmm. private hunting trip, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. To um, celebrate Bryn and, you know, how awesome she is and that kind of thing. And unsurprisingly, you are offered um, the heartiest congratulations from everyone when you tell them. Um, with the sole exception of Corwin. Can you give me a sense of motive check? Yep, I'm very interested. Huh? Uh, oh, I actually have a theory and everything. And I rolled really well on the sense of motive, plus it is Corwin's bluff is ludicrous to yeah, yeah, I'm not bothering to roll opposed to this. Uh, 22. <coughs> I bet it's because whatever the deal is with his kids. So, he, I mean, he certainly doesn't say, ugh, no, why are you doing that? He says, oh, well, uh, that's a bit of news and no mistake. Oh, well, uh, uh, good luck to you, I suppose. Whereas everyone, Tristan's been all, oh, it's so exciting, and I'm going to be an uncle, and rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Michaela is much more guarded. Ah, excellent, you know, the heir for our kingdom. Yeah. She sort of scales just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, imagine he and Akros are like, uh, baby, yeah. good stuff. This unit understands congratulations are in order. <laughs> you have achieved conception. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, I'll be hunting up Corwin afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, but I did get a twenty-two on there. Yeah. What's my assessment of what's going on? Okay. So he's not um, compulsively down on um, you having children as a concept. Yeah. Um, it's there's a certain there's a certain sadness associated with it, um, which you think relates back to to his own children. And what? Because I know I don't know what the deal is there, but I know that, that he wasn't very yeah. happy about something but, that relates to them. But you you do know at least that, as far as you know, he's been living in your kingdom for five years, and you have seen hide nor hear of his children or yeah. any interface with them of any kind. Yeah. So presumably the relationship Jim there is isn't pretty pretty strange. Um, and so that's that's a part of it. Yeah. Um, and the other part is um, it's the way he looks at you and the way he looks at Bryn it's the same way he looked at Keston Garrus all those years ago oh that's troubling you've changed something here oh dear changed your fates (laughs) alright so I will go find him privately after the general conversation Aye, what can I do you for? Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit um, about what's happened. It's, um... Look, I know it's not easy for you talking about this stuff, but if you've seen something about... If you've seen something about our fates, I'd like to know if there's anything you can tell me. I guess that's maybe a foolish thing. You said you, you said yourself it's better. It's not always better to know. 
she changed. When, when you walked into the room, I knew you'd, you'd done something. I cannot imagine what it could be but this. Yeah, you, you know what you like, lad. You like you like a little wee barn with a bucket of paint and a, and a nice white wall. You pick up the paint and you swirl it around your head as fast as you can. You chuck it all over the wall. And then when your dad comes into the room and says, "What's all this?" Then you look at him and say, "Look, isn't it pretty?" You know what I'm saying? You have no idea. <laughs> No, but that's never stopped stopped us before. Go on. I'm changing too much. You know what I see from time to time. I see on people when they're to die and how. It's not always right. Sometimes it changes. That's always what I hope for. But you... You muck up the waters. You throw rocks into the well. I saw... I saw Bryn die. Clear as day. If I told you, you'd do something about it. No doubt. But it's very possible that that would set off the chain of events that would lead to her death. I... Especially, well, I suppose it's changed now, so it didn't matter. But I saw her in a fight get her neck broke. Uh, now, you understand this ain't what I see no more. There's no need to be acting on it. I, you told me you saw her die in the woods the first time, and that I'd changed that. Before you met her, feral and alone. Now, then, then it changed. I didn't tell you what it changed to. I saw that tin-plated, tin-plated king, a clockwork king, Castruccio Ravetti, a broken neck. Ah. Aye, ah. That's that look that worries me. Now what if I'd told you that? Six months ago, what would you have done? Gone to war with him? I, I, to stop I, it happen? I, I see why you can't tell me what it, what, what it is now. And what do you think would happen there? We'd start a bloody war with Pytax. He'd come storming in with his armies and lead to exactly what I put in motion. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. I really do. And the thing, But the thing of it is, I don't just go around beheading everyone who annoys me. Or um, that bastard Gregory who never got it up here with Ted and Dad. I admit in some cases it might have been smarter if I'd done... If I'd taken out Niska earlier, we'd all have been better off. But as far as I know, she was no more than a nuisance. It's the kind of thing... If I thought I could make it better, I'd speak more of it, but... I... Me, I'm, it's not my place to change... Change your fate. I'm just as likely to put my foot in it and make it worse than better. Aye, I understand. You've seen my gift for... For changing the other people's ideas. No, it makes sense. It's I shouldn't I shouldn't have asked. I'm sorry. I'm just jumpy. 
with her and with the little one. With this nasty great skeleton bearing down on us. You're worried about what will happen next with Vordekai? That other things. It's It wasn't... You know, lad, you're not exactly spoiled for choice if you look into other fathers to talk to about this sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's just... It wasn't easy for me finding someone to love again. And it wasn't just because it was like no gift for the romance although I certainly made it a good bit harder than it needed to be for chance but it's hard (laughs) there's not a lot I can do to protect her from aught that might come at her I thought myself you know oh well no one can ambush Bryn I wanted a wife who could who'd be strong and could protect yourself but anybody can be ambushed Neska taught me that that's true enough lad but it's not something you could have fixed by changing your choices I mean what are you going to do marry bloody Shailen herself <laughs> have a divine child <laughs> no <laughs> no it's, the, it's no more than anyone has to live with I just I just struggle with it it's all right. It's um. I think this thing about why people want Bryn dead, whatever Cristrucio wanted, why um. Why people were trying to assassinate her before, I think it must have to do with her bloodlines, who she really is. Mayop. But that's all right. It'll come up when it is, and we'll deal with it as we may. It's no more than anyone can do. I'm sorry, but is there, I can see this thing has brought up maybe some bad memories for you. Is is there all you'd like to talk of? What is your relationship with him? It is 11. He sort of thinks about this for a moment. I, it just puts me in mind to be on family, that. But it's nothing you need to be concerned with. It's another life ago. Aye. Long time. Long time. Sort of looks off into the distance slightly. Anyway, lad, I know I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a one for old dead eyes teachings, but I do like what I do like some of what he has to say about protecting the community, protecting your own, that sort of thing. The world we live in, lad, there's no such thing as safety. You may think your wee barn's in more danger being the child of a king. That's probably true, but if they're a simple farmer, they're just as likely to be raided by orcs, taken by goblins skeletons, dragons disaster, disease 
dread cyclopses, <laughs> liches, and everything in between. There's no safety in the world, lad. It's just what we make of it. Aye. And one thing's for certain is, um, it'll... He or she'll have a um, pretty fierce collection of uncles and aunts around. Aye, lad. Nobody touches you and yours. Well, they'll find the time has run out. And his eyes go black slightly. <laughs> I don't want to count on you. Uh, let's go have a, let's go oh, have a beer, what do you say? I, I think that's a fine idea. And you go out and have a few drinks with them. Yep. Um and we we then cut to the montage and you guys take a you're, you know, a little... Well, it's you and Corwin, so you've both ingested large amounts of alcohol. Both of you are slightly buzzed. Yeah. Um, and he is certainly sort of walking you back to your place. He says, no. And this being Corwin is talking in a big, loud voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't you be worried about your way... Don't you be worried about your way, baby, to be loud. Huh? Says one of the passerbys. He runs off. <laughs> yeah, but we would have been announcing it, yeah. you know, pretty soon anyway. Yeah. Says, don't you worry. Your wee barn will be safe as houses. Don't worry. Don't worry, lad. Nothing will go wrong. And at that, yep. you can have a hero point. Yeah. Good lord. As? Yep. Can I roll a relationship check with Corwin before um, yes, yes, the yes, shit hits the yeah. fan? <laughs> okay. There we go. Twelve. Okay, so it is late-ish at night, you know, 11 o'clock-ish, you are literally walking down the main street of Elk's Rest. Um, it's pretty quiet at this point. Yeah. Um, walking down one of the dark alleys, um, well, dark alleys, yeah, no, yeah. no longer walking directly down the middle of the main street. And yeah. says, I don't really lie, everything will be fine. And just at that exact point, um, Something. Man, it's got to be, it's got to be something good. <laughs> yep, something sneaks up on you. Neither you nor Corn have the slightest hope in hell of actually seeing this thing coming. That's fine. Um, unless you you think you can hit thirty plus on your spot check. Sure, why not? Can I roll two d twenty? You sure can, <laughs> and take the worst. <laughs> yeah, no, no. If I have to roll just the regular d twenty, then no, I can't see that coming. And could not even if I was sober and let's face it I, I'm not exactly sober as you're walking past a patch of shadow um, you hear a voice speak out of it Kaelin Thorne I've come for your soul and something emerges out of the blackness it looks like a cloud of shadow but there are physical arms coming out of it that extend into these incredibly long, hooked, nine or ten knuckle-long claws. Good lord. 
and it comes out of the shadow, and you hear Vordekai's voice out of it, but it sounds distorted and warped as if it's coming from a long, long way away, filtered through several angles and stretches and changes and that sort of thing. I may not have gotten his voice right. Thrice will I ask thee and done. Kaelin Thorn, I've come for your soul. And this thing comes out of the shadows. Okay! And we go straight into initiative. Okay. Um, I have customarily stated that I don't routinely walk around Alps dressed in plate armour. Yeah, I am perfectly happy to say you are armed and armoured at this point. However, you are coming from a semi-official function. Cool, okay. Well, that's generous of you, Fuzzy, and will certainly make this slightly less lethal. No, I'm I'm pretty much running on the assumption that you and Corwin are... um, Standardly armed and armoured. Cool. Right. So, Kaelin has three hero points. Yep. How many Magillion has Corwin got? Uh, Kaelin now has is, four. Is then getting one. Yep. Uh, and Corwin steal with her. Ooh, that's nice. Kaelin gets the trumpet. That would be Kaelin's card. Has six. That's Koya's card. There's Gaimrona's card. (laughs) Excellent. But yes, I have the trumpet. this thing emerges out of the darkness complete you're you're pretty sure that you've literally just walked straight past it without seeing it there at all yeah um, and can you roll for initiative immediately yep I presume it's going to get a surprise round on account of ambushing oh, Lord, us yes. mm-hmm. um, so that's a 12 uh, so that will equal Corwin and go under him he has dicks and you do not. <laughs> Everyone's got dicks. <laughs> and of course, our friend. Rolls nice and high on the initiative so that he can um, attack us flat footed a couple of times. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Yep. Hope this isn't going to be like the um, ninja thing. So, the two of you are basically walking side by side down. down um, it's a relatively wide area between buildings. You've got at least 20 feet of clearance in every direction. Um, and this thing just melts out of the shadows behind you. Kaelin Thorn, I've come for your soul. Raises its arm, 
and hooks at you. Yes. And a claw basically swings out at you, and there is physical contact. Uh, it will... Uh, that is 25 on your flat footed AC. Which is, of course, the same as my regular AC, but alas, that is high enough to beat my regular AC. So, there is a very physical impact here. This large scraping claw hooks your armour, and there's a <laughs> noise. Um, hits you, does you 7 points of damage. Yep, but I am somehow thinking that won't be problematic bit. And then... You feel slightly physically wounded. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of blood and a gash in your armour and that sort of thing. But it's what else you feel here that troubles you. For a half a moment, the world around you just swirls. You feel weakened. And I actually need to look up a thingamy. As per the spell effects thingamy. (laughs) That's right, as per the spell effect thingamy. moment you feel like you're being forced out of your body momentarily in fact there's a horrible black feeling as if everything that is Kaelin is being wended out through this wound and is disappearing into this creature it feels in fact as if your soul has been drained away from you mm-hmm. can you make me a fortitude sir? That is a 16. You fail. How bad is it going to be? Your soul is not going to fall out immediately. Okay. Uh, Alright, I'll take it for the sake of the drama at this stage. Can you take five points of wisdom damage? Ouch. As you feel this uh, rending out from you, and then you regain control of yourself. Alright. Seven left. Yeah, um, about my wisdom. Yep. Glad I put it up a point. <laughs> At least it's not a dex draining monster. Yeah, yeah. And that is Team Soul Eater's surprise round. Yes, now it's Team Soul Eater's actual round. Yep. It's going to do that again, right? No, don't be silly. Now it's going to full attack. It's me. going to full attack you with both its claws. Yep. Uh, Thirty to hit. Yeah, that one will do it. And 25 again. Yep, it will hit me with both claws. Six. Can you take eight points of damage total? Yep. Uh, And then two more fortitude saves. Okay. Alright, that one's a crit fumble. I will roll the other. And the other is a 24. Okay, so the second one will pass. Um... I am going to throw the sickness into the mix. Yep. Or a re-roll. By all means. A plus two bonus. Alright, which is 20. Okay, and you will pass that one as well. Yep. 
So you feel this horrible, rending sensation of the world parting around you. And this is not... Um, you, you've been beaten up before. You've, in fact, been beaten to the point of dying before. Yeah. Um, and you felt what it's like to sort of feel your life ebbing away, to feel like you're sort of moving on somewhat. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like nothing at all. Huh? Huh? Like you had just been ripped out into the cold blackness of space. Huh? And that is Team Soul Eater. Okay. Then it is Corwin. It is. Corwin looks at this thing for a moment. What the... What in the name of the bloody nine hells is that? Uh, lad? You, you alright? Won't be for long. It's... It's killing me. Or worse. Let me have a look at what I've got in my pants. Mm, that all looks spectacularly useless. Should have used one of Corwin's fake points. Feel free to try it. No, that's alright. Mine had a sickness bonus to it, so it was a plus two, which I wanted. I'm sure. No, of course he doesn't have a con mine anywhere in there. Yeah. It, even if he did, it wouldn't. It, oh, is it is his card con as well? No. This is Dick's. In fact, he has no Dex cards anywhere in there. Yeah, no, that's right. Actually. Uh, so he looks bemused. He does not know what this thing is. Yeah, yeah. Or how to Trist- deal with it. Yeah, we need Tristram around for the... Um... Anyway. Uh, nor does he routinely prepare lesser restoration. I was thinking he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the... Um, Bounty of emergency things we had didn't cover this restoration, of course. Claire was actually the woman we needed. The circumstances she probably had a million less restorations on her. Gosh, who's list? Bloody hell. Now listen here, beastie. I don't know what you are, but you cannot have them. His fate's for someone else to decide. <laughs> Pulls out the spear, uh, deliberately provokes from it. Yep. Oh, that's thoughtful of him. Uh, it will swing bada 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 and hit him. Uh, he will get a little scrap of paper for his hit points and things. Uh, he will take a whopping five damage. Then he will roll a fortitude save. And this is indeed a supernatural. That's not a spell-like ability, so he doesn't get his dwarvy bonus against it. Ah, it's a death effect, however, so he gets that bonus against it. Right, it claws Corwin, and Corwin sort of winces slightly on the pain that he stands up against her. Nay, ah, my soul's not for you to take. (laughs) Awesome. You back away from him and me both. I don't know what this thing is, lad, but I'm betting it needs. I'm thinking it needs to hit you to do whatever that is. So, 
Ladies, Chris, guard this man in his soul. It's not for this wee bestie. Touches you and he will cast Shield of Faith on you. Awesome. Uh, have three AC. Okay. Puts me up to 23. Uh, unless you have Winds of Deflection or whatever. Uh, I do not. I have no deflection it's a, bonus. It's a plus three deflection bonus. So. Yep, I have no deflection yeah. bonus. That is the best defensive capacity he can really give you here. Well, that, that's a pretty nice defensive yeah, yeah. capacity. He's not to mention he fucking provoked from it, which means it doesn't hit me again while um, I'm drawing my weapon, unless it's got combat reflexes, but he's certainly done all he could. And you're up. Alright. Kim will draw the heaven... Uh, well, and he will step back slightly so he's um, got yep. the reach on. We'll draw the heavy flail for um, uh, his yep. first, first try at a weapon. Yep, the creature swings at you again but too slowly. It does not have combat reflexes. Excellent. And, um, yeah, I um, have a bunch of weird effects, including fireball tokeny things, but I'm not. Yeah, so. As far as you can tell, looking at it, it looks like a ball of shadow with heavily tattooed, vaguely humanoid, humanoid, um, arms coming off it with these long, hideous, twisted claws. The picture is actually perfect. Yeah. Uh, So there's definitely something there. Yeah. Whether or not it's even corporeal, you have no idea. Yeah, that's right. But there's a traditional method for finding out things are corporeal. Yep. Hit it with the rock. Hit it with the rock. Okay. okay, and I'm going to endeavor to full attack with um, no kind of power attack, just flat out hit it as hard as I can. What are you beating it with? The flail at this point. So drew the flail, hit the thing. Yep. Okay, so that's a crit threat. Uh, yes, you smash it in the middle of it, and. There is actually solidity in the shadow. It You smash it vaguely where you think its head might be between the arms, and it reacts like you've hit it particularly hard. It is capable of being crooked. Okay. What happens if I spend my special hero point on uh, confirming crit? Uh, confirm crit. So a hero point of your attribute is confirm a crit automatically instead of rolling it. Uh... With one of your attribute, you can re-roll the damage dice if you choose. Uh, with a special hero point, you roll the damage dice twice, take the better. So you confirm the crit automatically and then do it the best damagest roll you can. Alright. Yep. Kale and Saul may be getting drained. He may be in a horrible ambush predicament. But he is by God going to charge in and hit it really hard. Yep. Okay, so I automatically confirm the crit. Yep. So I am at a t- it is a times two crit. So I am rolling a d10 twice, taking the better, and then multiplying it by two. Yep. And what are you hitting it with? Uh, it is magic bludgeoning damage. Magic bludgeoning. It's not cold iron. Blah 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 blah. It is not. In, it is magic bludgeoning. Okay, so that's two. That's a two. It's totally worth spinning the hero. <laughs> Special hero point on. Oh well. Um. So that is um. A meager 18 points of damage. Okay. So, you crack down into it. You don't hear a snap of bone or anything like that. You just hear this sort of squelch noise. 
as if you're hitting something almost made of the shadows itself. But it definitely reacts. The shadow melds in around it. There's a squish noise. And the thing flinches back. It does not howl in pain or anything of the sort, but it definitely reacts. Cool. And there's no particular sign that it shakes off some of the damage? There's no sign it shakes off any of the damage. Fantastic. Okay, and then for my second... um, Swing, I get a fourteen, which is almost certain to miss. That one will miss it. Oh wait, I'm probably am I calling a knife flanking? No, because right, it so came up behind, behind you. you yeah, that makes sense. No, I will, and I will miss it on the second swing. Okay. So, is Team Soul Eater? Hook the shit out of you with both its claws. Yep. Uh, that is a 20 to hit on the first one. Which will miss, thanks to Colin. And a 30 to hit on the second one. Yeah, that one. will do it. Yeah, that won't miss. Alright. Roll some damage and I'll roll my fort save. Yep, four damage or fort save. Yep. Yay! 14. That will fail. Yep. Can I borrow one of Corwin's for terrible? You certainly can. Pretty much all much for muchness, I think. Yep. I'll just take the bottom one then. Uh, 24. And again, you feel this draining effect. Yep. And shake it off. Yep. Okay. Yep. And that is Team Soul Eater. Yes. Which is Team Corwin. provokes from it again in the process. Yep. It swings at him, hits him with ease, deals him seven points of damage, and he just shakes the effect off without blinking. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was coming for his soul. It'd have a bad day if it was coming for his soul. Notice Corwin barely flinches as this thing hits him, as if he is unusually resistant to its effects. Yep. More so than you are. Yep. Yes, the, the, the um, it's it's the, the fortitude save isn't. He's taking a bon- He's got a bonus on the fortitude save. Yes. Yes. Versus death effects. Yes. Um. And so he will run around behind it. Yep. And then he endeavors to. Moves in to threaten it, and then it was to cast something on it. Yep. What does he... Let me look at the spell he's contemplating. Let's see whether he thinks bestow curse is a good idea or not. Uh, 
Yeah, given what he knows about the thing, he will stab it with yep. the old spike instead. And yeah, he easily stabs into it. Um, you will notice, however, it doesn't have eyes or a head. It doesn't turn to follow him as he goes behind it, but it reacts just as easily. It is immune to being flanked. Right, okay. okay. Nonetheless, he still hits it. Yep. Um, oof, spears into it for 13 points of damage. Um, and then looks at his, his spear with a bit of confusion. He says, well, one or two things, lad. Either it's not some sort of undead, or I got seriously ripped off when I asked that dumb wizard to enchant this thing for me. <laughs> this undead bane does nothing to it. Right. Good to know. He's running on the theory that it's undead, because it looks undead. But it's not undead. But it's just not. Which makes sense, because I can crit it, and you can't generally crit the undead. Yep. Alright. What now- Corwin knows about the undead could fit on a postage now. Yep. Uh, he's looking at the stoke curse and thinking that probably won't work if it's an undead thing. Which I have my undead bane spear. Okay, yeah. it's not undead. Next turn, I'll bestow a curse on it. Yeah. I'm trying to decide whether to try switching weapons to the gatekeeper, because I'm better with gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it's vulnerable to the flail, whereas it might not be vulnerable. Then again, it might be extra vulnerable to acid. It might be. I'm going to take the chance. Yep. Sw- switch weapons, given Corwin's thoughtfully provoking every round for me. Yep. And then I'm going to full attack it with Gatekeeper. Okay, so the first hit is a... No flanking bonus for you. 21. That will hit it. Excellent. It doesn't appear to have a lot of hard armor or anything on it. Okay. So do you need the acid given to you separately? Uh, Yes, actually. Okay. Four points of acid damage. So the acid spills off it harmlessly. Right, it's immune to uh, acid. In fact, literally what you see is the acid just gets absorbed into the shadow. Okay. Without... It doesn't look like it's searing its shadowy flesh or anything. It just goes... And disappears into the darkness. Good to know. Uh, then... Um, uh, that is ten damage. The sword, however, actually cleaves the shadow a bit. Yep. As well as the flail... Uh, yeah, PS2. Cool, sweet. There's no... The the DR is against the acid. The right, acid yeah. is absorbed without effect. Yep. The, but, so okay. it's either immune or sufficiently resistant to that. But, I, but they're both D10 weapons and Gatekeeper's got more plus. I'm happy with it. As long as... The acid doesn't seem to be healing it or anything, right? Not as far as you can tell. Yeah. Alright. And that's hit one. Yep. And then I swung at it again. Uh, 21 again. Uh, you hit it again. Yep. Okay, and another 10 damage. And there is no point rolling the acid damage. Yep. Didn't bother. Uh, on your second hit, you will realize it is not merely resistant, but completely immune to the acid. Yep. Which is interesting, because um, most of the Outer Dark Outsiders you've dealt with are actually vulnerable to it. Yep. Than, uh, completely immune. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. When we, ca- assuming we survive, when we come see Tristan, he'll be expl- able to explain why. And can you give me a heal check? You have no real idea how badly hurt this thing is. Uh, yep, that's true. I have no real yeah. idea. Corwin with his one. I I got a four. I think we're hurting it. Your opinions about with him. You're, you're hitting it, it's clearly reacting 
It doesn't appear to feel a lot of pain. Yes. It's, it's flinching away from the blows and getting physically moved and beaten by them. But it doesn't appear to bleed. It yeah. doesn't appear to suffer pain. And you have absolutely no idea how hurt it is. It yeah. looks more or less as functional as it did before. You're sure you're dealing at damage. Yep. You just have no idea how that stands relative to its total hit points. Okay. Okay. And it is, alas, the soul leader's turn again. Yep. And it unerringly... Continues to target Caelan. You hear Vortikai output again. Yes. I offered you a thrice chance to surrender, and you have scorned me. The next leader will know to deal more wisely. Shred. Shred. Uh, Shred. And 21. Misses. Wow, that was a good spell that caught one cast. Sorry, wrong damage dice. Uh, Five damage, the fortitude save. The damage could eventually become a problem, but you know... Yeah, yeah, it's the having the soul eaten that's the problem. 23. And it will try and eat a bit of your soul again. And fail. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thankfully it's attacking me on the good save. If only it was attacking me on a good stat. Yeah. Okay. And Corwin. Yep. Uh, lady. I don't know what this thing is. But I don't think that there's anything that's meant to be here. I don't. I don't think its time is up. I don't think it even has time. But I know it has no place here in this in this world. Guide my hand. Bestow your anger and your curse upon this thing, and be rid of it. Uh, he will endeavour to cast defensively because he actually doesn't want to get hit doing this. Yep. Oh, actually, no, he thinks he's hard. He deliberately provokes from it again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's looking at the damage it's dealing and realizing he'd rather actually let it hit him and make that concentration check. Yeah. Uh, so, it will lock him upside the face as he casts. Ha <laughs> Deal him a whopping two points of damage, and he succeeds in a DC 12 concentration check. Without rolling, I note. <laughs> yeah. He would need to roll a negative one to... Uh, yeah. And does he even need to make the fortitude check to avoid getting sulfur? Uh, yes, he does. He is not yeah. immune to its effect. He is merely resistant to it. Yeah. And in fact... Uh, uh, he may want to spend... Yeah, he will spend on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one will fail. Uh, that one will pass with ease. Yeah. Because um, the thing is, he can't afford to, to lose, lose his wisdom, wisdom because then he won't be able to cast the... Bestow curse in the first place. Yes. Okay, so he casts Bestow curse on it. Uh, and it makes a will save. And what does its will look like? Oh, not so awesome. Okay. Uh, and the thing seems to freeze for a moment and then curls up slightly in on itself and then uncurls and resumes what, he's do- what it's doing. Well, that should at least slow the bastard up. It won't be going quite. It won't be going quite as fast now. Uh, he gives it a fifty percent chance to act. Sweet. 
so it, it may help, it may not. You yeah. can't tell. But it well, doesn't appear to be immune to this effect, and it fails its will save. Fantastic. Alright. And Kaelin will endeavor to stab it twice with Gatekeeper. Yep. That is a uh, twenty-eight. Uh, yes, quite definitely. Uh, for fifteen damage. Ouch. Yep. And a crit threat. It is critable. Yep. And I failed to confirm. Yep. Uh, so it is nearly another seventeen. Don't give her a shit if you're immune to acid beastie. You're immune to being stabbed. I didn't think so. Alright. You hit it again. It, there's impact. Yeah. This time you slash into a bit of its arm rather than the shadow. And the arm actually appears to chip like it's made of flesh. There's no blood emerging from it. But you literally sort of sever its thin, gaunt arm. The arm falls onto the ground disappears and immediately another one just goes out of the shadow. So you hit it, you hurt it, still no idea where it stands vis-a-vis hit points. Yeah, no, that's fine. And it's up again. Yep. Does it act? Uh, 50% chance, so high on the dice, yes. Yes, it does. Uh, Will... 22 on the first hit? Nope. And 27 on the second hit. Yeah, okay, so that will hit. <laughs> Four damage, fortitude save. Uh, fa- 15. That will fail. And I will take it. Can you lose four more points of wisdom? Yep. What does that leave you on? Three. Okay. That was the last one I could fail. Uh... Let's look up what three wisdom looks like. <laughs> Anything more than zero means I'm good to go. Uh, your wisdom is slightly above the wisdom of a fungus. <laughs> okay. Um, so, given how this is coming out, um, it is not actually that Kalen is feeling particularly dimmer. Or, um, you know, your willpowers, your common sense, your perception, your intuition, that sort of thing. You're still just as aware of what's going on around you. You're in an alley, you're fighting frantically for your life and soul here. But you feel far away from all this, as if you were almost having a partly out-of-body experience, like you were just watching your life go by, as if you no longer control the situation. In fact, it feels as if your soul is parting ways with your body. And the soul eater turns to you, rakes you with one claw, gashes you across the throat with the other. This feeling gets stronger, and then disappears. Huh. It is no longer visibly directly in front of you. Okay. And that is what Kalen perceives. Uh, and Corwin looks at it. Uh... Actually, Corwin repairs invisibility purge on a daily basis. <laughs> Good for him. You kind of looks over at you, lad. It may be time for you, it may be time for you to run. You can't hide from me, beastie. I know where you are. Ladies, light, show me this thing. 
Invisibility purge. Nothing appears. Okay. Nothing stabs Corwin and nothing appears. Pass to you. It is not invisible. At least it is not standing within 15 feet of him invisibly. Okay. It was there, and then it wasn't. And in the absence of you having any spellcraft, you have no idea what the fuck happened to it. Okay. Uh, I think it might um, take a moment. And um, assuming I'm capable of complicated tactics, yep. am I? Well, tell me how complicated your tactics. I want to draw and drink my potion, one of my potions of invisibility. Sure. Cool. Yeah, you're not exactly talking Battle of Britain here. Yeah. And I will drink my potion of invisibility. Yep. Caitlin Van... Caitlin vanishes? You actually might not. Well, Corwin will be able to see me. Oh, wait, does, does the... Inv- uh, that, that's what I'm just checking. I thought the invisibility... Yeah. Uh, Corwin knows how his own spell works anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Um, so, yeah, so that will actually negate your invisibility. Okay, scratch that. Because then. he has invisibility per job. So you would need to move away from him to okay. sustain this effect. All right, so I will move, fall back from Corwin and cut and drink the potion. Yep. At which point, um, wow, that is really fun. Assuming I can do that. Uh, it goes for... Five way, 40 feet around it. Nice. Okay, I won't drink Potion of Invisibility. I can't get out of that and still do it. In fact, I can't move and draw a potion and drink a potion in one turn in any case. Um, so I will just flat out... You think about it, realise what he's told you about the spell, and yeah. realise it isn't going to happen. Yeah, no, I will fall back out of the dark alley, back into the crowded street to Valcrest. Yep. And I will double move straight back. Yep. Uh, Corwin sort of sees you... Not super crowded, because it's like 11 o'clock at night. Corwin sees you looking at the potion of invisibility. That's what he says. Aye, good choice, good choice, lad. Oster... Good choice, lad. Uh, given it's not doing anything, dismiss invisibility purge. Okay, sweet. Uh, then he will move out to the alley after you. Cool. Slightly shorter than you because he only gets one thing. Yep. I will drink my potion of invisibility. Yep. And at this point, we are done, basically. Yeah, I was wondering if that was the case. You slug your potion of invisibility. Um, are you endeavouring to lose Corwin or stay with him deliberately? I am endeavouring to stay with him deliberately. Yeah. So you put a hand on him, he flinches slightly yeah. and sort of, ah, oh, yeah. give me a bloody heart attack. <laughs> Come on, we'd best, we'd best get, we'd best get going and goes down the alleyway with you. Uh, sorry, down the street with you. Yeah. He says, well, where to, where to, lad? Back to your place? Uh, town hall, let's get everybody. And he takes you down through the town to town hall. If there is any sign of pursuit, you do not see it. Yep. Um, nobody, people look slightly oddly at Corwin, who looks like he's been in a slightly violent short fight. 
but mostly he's a bit out of breath and that sort of thing. You head down to Town Hall. At about that point, Kaelin pops back into yeah, visibility. Yeah. It is locked up at this time, but yeah. both of you have keys. Yeah. Plunk, you are in Town Hall. Yep, and we will rouse pretty much, we will rouse my team. Now, how do you intend to do this? Ah, no patience. Are you going to send Corwin out to do it, uh, leaving you alone? Um, uh, you quite certainly have some sort of bell on Town Hall if you want to go for that sort of thing, but it's going to be obvious in public. Yeah. Uh, Alright, scratch that. I hadn't thought of Town Hall being closed at it, night. It's possible you've still got a monkey or two working there, but it's not like your personal page is going to be hanging around there when Kaylin has no, no. gone for a right. um, no. But I would know that. Yeah. So, um, I think Tristram's house instead yeah. of the Town Hall. I'm perfectly happy to stipulate Town Hall has somebody working in it you could send out. Yeah. Or a bell, or both. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, instead of going to Town Hall, I will head for Tristram's house, because Tristram's the man I want. Okay. Uh, that you don't have a key for, however. And he won't be in his house at this time of night? He might well be. Yeah. But if he isn't, his house will probably be locked. Yeah. We'll go for Tristram's house, see what happens. You hammer on the door yeah. repeatedly. And Tristan, sort of sleeping, sleepy in, in his nightshirt, eventually opens it after a painful about minute of waiting. Yeah. And looks at the two of you. Huh? Kerl? Corwin? What the, What's going on? We need help, lad. He looks out into the street behind you, sees nothing. Get, get your weapons. Uh, all right, c- come in quickly. He will grab them from down by yeah. the door. Doesn't fuck around with his armor at this stage. Yeah. Um, and pulls you inside. And he says, "What? What's what's going on? Hey, you look hurt. Yeah. Have. Uh, what is that? Have twenty hit points back here." Okay. <laughs> it's the least of Kaelin's worries, but it's nearly on full. Yep. Yep. But that's, you know, what Tristan looks at you, sees you're bloodied and scratched. Yeah. Being in a fight. He casts this on you, but, like, it's not like being down 20 hit points is a particularly big deal for you. He doesn't get the alarm at that. Yeah. And he says, alright. Tell, I need you to tell me what something is. Uh. uh it was big and black and it had claws. And Kaelin will describe the thing that attacked him in the dark alley. Yep. And Tristan needs to make a knowledge check. Crap, it's going to be religion, isn't it? And Vortico sent it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> He, he starts to look slightly more alarmed as you describe what it looked like and what it did. He sort of goes over to his window and opens the curtains, doesn't yeah. see anything out there, shuts it again. Uh, I see. You felt like it was draining out your soul? I. Oh, that's, um, that, that, that's not good. Uh, well, I have good news and bad news. Let's have the bad news. I I have some idea what it is. Uh, Now, I might theorize that it was... I theorize that it might have been some sort of undead. Ah, no. You have to to start yanking on the other book, lad. 
I stabbed it with nettle spike. Didn't do a damn thing. Didn't do a damn thing to it. And I paid 6,000 gold to have some undead burning fire put on that bloody thing. Yeah. Unless I've been ripped off. Huh? You know, I'm going to have a word with Mr. Rossi tomorrow, I tell you that. <laughs> ah, not undead. Okay. Which actually makes his point somewhat easier. Yeah. Um, it is not religion because it is not undead. Fortunately. It's knowledge of the planes. Ah. Which is not one of his better ones, it must be said. There's a meager plus 11 to it. <laughs> Um, and oh, of course actually yeah at this point he will tell you some of what he knows and go off and get his books and then look through those for his extra masterwork book bonus to it yeah uh, which will net him enough to give you some idea of what you were looking at yep he says well uh, good news and bad news I, I have some idea of what it was it's a fairly obscure creature very dangerous. It's it's known as a soul eater. Aye, that fits. I mean, that's our, na- our name for it, obviously. Where it comes from, uh, well, I don't think things there even have names as we'd understand them. It's called stri- straight out of the outer dark. That fits. It's, it's, it's an outsider. Uh, from the from the realm from the realms of the outer dark and it's bad news. I mean you've seen it's it's not terribly physically dangerous in and of itself. I mean claws and all sure, but uh what's mainly known for is um eating people's souls. See if if it actually manages to Kaelin and he sounds everyone sounds very far away to you now and you because you're on three wisdom this is looking pretty obvious at this point uh, oh, oh dear uh yeah I, I think it's taken a chunk of yours already don't worry it, it hasn't taken your soul per se but uh, think about it like cutting a rope it's fine as long as there's still an element of rope connecting you to your soul, but as soon as that's severed, you you wouldn't just be dead. You'd be gone. Uh, special ability, Soul Drain. When it reduces you to zero wisdom, uh, it devours your soul. <laughs> he says it, it would literally eat your soul. At that point... Unless the thing is slain um, almost immediately afterwards, your soul would be gone. It's not something we could fix. It won't come back from an afterlife. It's shredded all across the outer dark. Every part of it is gone forever. Uh, If killed by this effect, uh, it eats your soul. Uh, If it is slain within the next minute your soul returns, and you are merely dead. Right. Um, if it is not slain within the next minute, it, scatter- it scatters your soul across the outer dark. You cannot be returned to life through any method that, uh, excluding direct deific intervention. Miracle and wish, true resurrection and resurrection all fail. Alright, how do we kill it? Because we were definitely hurting it, but is it vulnerable to stuff? 
Ah, uh, well, that, that's the thing. Um, I, I can't think of anyone who would dare to risk summoning that kind of thing. I mean... Uh, okay. Uh, he thinks about this. So, Soul Drain is its most obvious and powerful ability, and that's the one he will come to first for things he knows about it. Um, he knows one other thing about it, um, given what his role is, unless you want him to increase his role. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. So, given you're the player, I'll give you your pick. Uh, he knows one other thing about it, which obviously, its main attack method is it's got attacky claws that deal light physical damage and drain your wisdom yeah. on a fortitude save. On a zero, eats your soul. Yeah. Um, he can give you its defensive capacities. Um, and which would sort, which would somewhat give you how to kill it. Or he could tell you what happened to it tonight. I want to know what happened to it tonight. He says, uh, it's a hunter, a, un, an unparalleled hunter. It's, it'll manage to find you anywhere, wherever you go, no matter how far. But uh, these aren't things that move lightly or in public. You'd have to be alone or almost alone for it to come for you. So it will only ever come for you when you are away from people. Right. Um at the minimum number of people possible, which yeah. in your case will be about two. Yeah. Um, so it is never going to come for you in broad daylight in the middle of town. Yeah. Um, nor is it going to come for you while you're around the herd of centaurs or anything like that. But it will come for you again. Uh, it has an ability called Find Target. Uh, when it's sent to find you, it will find you. It has basically permanence locate creature on it that cannot be defeated by any methodology. This is the, the only limit on it is that whoever sent it would have to know your name, which of course wouldn't be very hard for Mordecai. He'd have heard it through the raven. Aye. So it can't be sicked on anyone. You have to know who they are, but he's yep. been listening to you for long enough. Yeah. He gets there. Uh, as to what happened to it tonight, you, you beat it, I think. I mean, it, it has a physical presence. It can be beaten, but if it had been killed it's not a ghost or, or an undead, there'd be something there I'm not quite sure whether you'd end up with a corpse or merely a burned remnant or an unpleasant spray of guts, but there should be something uh, let me check my books flip, 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 flip. thrice will it come and done oh oh, nice. Okay, well, well, I have good news and bad news. It's only going to come. It's going to come two more times, but it's only going to come two more times. Yeah, you you didn't kill it, but but I think you beat it. Uh, it'll come three times, and if it fails each time, it'll return to whoever summoned it and go for their soul. There's a reason people don't mess with this sort of thing. Well, I doubt it will beat Vortikai, but it might hurt him. Yeah. It will go try and eat Vortikai's soul. As if, you, if you can defeat it three times, three times, it will pass. At which point, it will then pass out of this plane of reality. 
Yeah. It is something that Vordekai would have had to have summoned. And not something he would have summoned easily or lightly, given that A, it's quite difficult to do, and B, if it fails three times, it will go back and eat his soul. All good, no- all good knowledge to have. In terms of a better and more effective way of fighting it, Tristan does not have that information. Yep. Just that you have reached the limits of what he knows about it. Yep. Oh, that. Well, this is this is not good at all. I mean, you you won't just die. You won't pass on to Aristotle's hunting grounds. That's what he threatened me with. Sounds like he was serious about it. I think we might want to keep you uh, safe around people wherever possible. We'll have to draw it out at some point, but tonight's not the night. Put on your armor, kid. I'd like you and Corwin to walk me over over to John's place. I feel like um, I could use some additional clerical assistance. Though I thank you very much for the uh, protection boost tonight, Corwin. That that saved my life, and I've no doubt of it. It, um, If it had been able to claw me a few more times, I'd be gone. Uh, so, Trist- so I want to go to John's. I want yeah, to go find John's which he prepares on a daily basis. And isn't that because great? Because is very practical. Yeah, and thus awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you don't want to be waking up at midnight, boy, are you looking for emergency healing? And you're just living in the wrong kingdom. So you go around to see John, and he sort of wakes up in the middle of the night. And, huh? What? Kaylin? I, I are you all right? You look very far away. Not particularly all right, nay. There's a spell for restoring people. I, 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 I need it. Yes, you've been hurt. Come, come in, come in. Uh, I'm awesome at this. Have six wisdom back again. Sweet. Now I'm out of spells. Yeah. yeah I, 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 speaking as the one who was nearly soul drained, I think that is an excellent trait. And. Jod puts his hands put, puts his hand upon you, um, takes his holy symbol of the little mocking jay arrow symbol, puts it on your head, and he says, "Father, Kalen is far from us now. Be with him, take his hand, and guide him back. Guide him back to our city. Show him that he is not as far away or as lost in the woods as he thinks." And you feel another presence there with you and John, and you feel like you are sort of drifting very far away, very disconnected from the scene. Then it's as if something takes your hand with an incredibly strong, safe, fatherly grip and just yanks you back to your body, and boom, you are back again. You still feel a little bit weak and drained, but you are nowhere near losing your soul at this point, back on a healthy nine wisdom. Yeah. So you feel a little drained, a little far away, but more or less okay. Yeah. Because that's like, what, 9 out of your 12? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's two th- back to 2 thirds. Yep, you're pretty healthy. Oh. So, yeah, that, that seems to have worked. Oh, that's uh, that's better. Thanks, Jot. Hey, good thing you have that sort of thing and no mistake. I might think about doing that sort of thing myself going forward. Can't prepare for everything. <laughs> no, but um, 
full strength death knell bears endurance and sound burst <laughs> yeah it, it might be doesn't do defense it might be time to think about one lesser restoration hey you have that one shield of faith then that was excellent that is I think yeah it's it's his only really defensive spell but it was invisibility fast- purge is his other utility thing yeah but it was fantastic yep oh. but the thing is that um Ability drainer is always lethal. Yeah. That one is particularly so because of the, the soul drain effect, but it's not like being turned into a wraith is a happy skipping experience. And George Forst asks you what the fuck happened. Yeah, and I relate that there is a soul there is a soul leader after me. Father of cities protect us. Gods, we have to get you guards immediately. Oh, well, the thing of it is, it won't attack me as long as I have them, but it will attack me again. Uh, and... Well, says Tristan, that's not entirely true. I mean, I, I think guards are an excellent idea. The more people you have around you, the safer you're likely to be, but uh, there isn't much our constables are going to be able to do against something like that. It, because it's a high CR monster, apparently. Yeah. Um, it's much less likely to come at you with guards around, but if it doesn't get another opportunity, it will. So, left to its own devices, it won't approach you until it sees a good opportunity, but if you don't offer it that opportunity, it will kill your guards and come for you. Yeah. Tristan literally knows this is the, the way the thing works, is where possible, it will avoid killing anyone else en route to getting your soul. Where not possible... It will kill other people to get to your soul. Aye, that's what I'm saying. We have to offer it another opportunity. What it thinks is a good opportunity. It's like with Niska, we have to draw it out. But not tonight, I'm thinking. No. It, it literally has listed that if at all possible, it will avoid killing guards on its way to you. Yeah. You know, but if necessary, we'll do so. We'll have to find some way to draw it out. We're going to have to go hunting it. Oh, dear. And we, of course, then cut back to the... Um, we cut back to the shadowy tomb. <laughs> where we see this shadow, shadowy figure sitting on the throne. Failure. Thrice will I come for thee, and done, Caelan Thorn. Done 